Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Fultz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It is great to speak to you again about this Love Island bollocks that we're so <laughs> fucking wrapped up in. It is blondes versus brunettes in the villa. It's so exciting. And, and now, I'd normally ask you, where do you want to start today? But I do have to say, we, uh, you know, I'm sure Erin is pretty much the only person who goes into that diary room because mostly it's her, but she does have some cracking one-liners. And she was saying that she hopes Erin, uh, uh, sorry, Cassidy, uh, there's a whole load of new blokes come in and, you know, she's just like, she she was gesturing some hand movements and moving her hand, moving her head from left to right. I I didn't recognise what was going on there, Chris. What what do you reckon was happening there? <laughs> it's had a nervous twitch, Dave. I'm not sure, but the uh, <laughs> it was like she was sort of doing some arm movement, like flexing yeah. the muscles either side. But she had one on the left and one on the right. I I couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> Welcome, oh, ladies God, and gentlemen, babe. to this highbrow <laughs> podcast that we have. The swattiness just continues. The yeah. CD reality cast. You're right the first time when you corrected me. I, 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 had to do, I had to do a double take. It's like, it should just really do that. Yeah. I don't think Cassidy's quite like that sort of girl, but it looked like Erin's maybe done that before. Anyway. I skied and Dave anyway what do you reckon to the whole fallout of the whole grant and taylor couple up i mean they are in shit corner with the rest of the villa aren't they they are but but i and i know millie actually said didn't she she said i can't defend what they did justin called them out said i think it was a bit tactile but if you are (laughs) gonna put your fucking flag in the sand and say Come at me, you motherfuckers. No better way than getting it on, Dave, within four hours or whatever it was of being put together as a couple. They well, were all over each other. Well, there was no doubt in anyone's mind that uh, Grant definitely stuck his flag in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Several really times, I think. Yeah. You know, so... I, 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 come on. I mean, in the last episode, we, we were on different sides of the fence. I, I was a bit more Team Cassidy. You were Team Grant and Taylor. After seeing tonight's episode, where where do you stand on that? Uh, I'm still the same, Dave. I do think everyone was right what they said. They weren't right what they did. They should have just left it. But however, how long are you going to leave it for? You're going to offend Cassidy anyway. At least more of so. them a few fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I have to be fucking this. slapping her on the ass, going, "Who's your daddy?" You know, <laughs> it was obvious because fucking Elias was saying it, Justin was saying it, fucking everyone could hear him banging away, and so I just thought that was a, that was a bit fucking off. That <laughs> Dave, that's what Love Island's all about. <laughs> no, it's, it's brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, but off. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I mean, everyone makes me laugh because she, she's proper vicious. She was saying once she about when the new girl comes in, well, we're going to say to her that you can't go over there because we don't like Grant. 
and we don't like Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And there's Millie. And I'm like, you're right, bitch. She, she's funny with it. But however, I did say the other episode, she just needs to rein it in. I think I think she's just getting involved in too much shit, isn't she, with different relationships? Oh, I don't know, though. She's just fucking great entertainment. But the, the trouble is, Chris, when she's wearing that black bikini, all the time she's trying to make sure her tits don't fall out. Yeah, And it is difficult to focus on what is she actually saying. Because you can see her. She's like leaning to the side and she's like, oh, that, that one's, that one's going to fall out now. And I'm leaning to the side. Oh, that one's going to... Just fucking wear a different bikini for fuck's sake. It, it's very distracting. But uh, no, I, I think she's brilliant, mate. She's just the fucking entertainment of this show. A bit like Maura in UK season five. You know, just gobby, getting involved in everyone else's shit, outspoken, I don't think she should change. I think she's no, I don't. For a show like this, you know, the last thing you want. I mean, actually, that, the US season was like that, wasn't it? Everyone was quite diplomatic, quite quiet, playing the game. There was only that Western, wasn't there, who was stirring the pot a bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think Erin's playing a blinder. Not necessarily to, to win it, but I mean, in terms of all the couples, you know, her and Eden are probably about the strongest in there, aren't they? Um, I think yeah. the only uh, sorry, I'll let you speak in a sec. The only thing that will fuck them over is her insecurities. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think I think though, Dave, we're just slightly doing a bit of a back step. Is if you want to get a couple, you know, a bit horny, have just got together in that, don't play a game where she's got her legs wrapped around him while they've got two bananas in the fucking mouth. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, that was Cassidy. <laughs> she was like a fucking meerkat once. Her head was up. She's like, what the fuck's going on? They were rolling around the floor. Then we had everyone else do it. And I, I've got to say, Dave, I do think this episode, is, I have sort of said about Natasha being a bit of a psychic for everyone, and she, she's really dropped stuff in it, but I did feel sorry for today. I think she's actually been sincere for the first time. She was like, I just want, you know, I just want to be with someone. I just want to be with someone like you guys have got. And I think that was completely from the heart. So to be fair, I did sort of backtrack slightly in this episode and feel sorry for the girl. Yeah, but the bit they edited out was he's got to have his own boat. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean... 20 million dollars. Yeah, so everyone feels like that, don't they? Everyone wants to feel wanted. Don't they? Oh, God, yeah, of course you do, yeah. Every single human being. So, I, I, no, I, I, it's not switched me around on Natasha at all. I mean, it, it's not nice when you see people being lonely and stuff. And you can see uh, Josh and her are trying to figure out, you know, what this friendship couple, because there's no spark between them, but is this friendship couple going to work, actually? And I, I just hope Josh does better out of it than Charlie did. But no, I, I I wouldn't trust her. But then, you know, Josh, I wouldn't particularly trust him either. You know, I'd said in the past that he's got no shortages of confidence. But I think both him and Justin are really struggling with confidence now, aren't they? Because they, I think this is what's brilliant, Chris. These guys are the top 0.1%. You know, they're good looking. They've got great bodies. They look after themselves, you know, with the moisturizing, the face packs and all that shit. So outside, you know, they just kill it. You know, they go to their local nightclub and they've got girls falling over them. <laughs> it's just brilliant. I find it hilarious when you've got them in the villa and they just can't fucking get anywhere. So, yeah, that was my yeah. personal enjoyment out of tonight's episode. i got to say. <laughs> what did you think of the new girl, Dave? 
I thought she's pretty had a head screwed on. Yeah, so that uh, was interesting, wasn't it? So uh, she picked Elias at first, and definitely, uh, you know, she picked John James second, but I, I think he is definitely the second choice, isn't he? She's already stalked his Instagram, so she knew what she was getting herself in for there. She's very pretty. Um, she's obviously used to having compliments about her age, you know, so with on both dates, she was fishing about how old do you think I look and didn't look particularly happy when John James went, uh, 26. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell, Chris. If he'd have said like, I don't know, 32, (laughs) fucking pissed at it, but oh dear. I think Have you ever done that, Dave, though, when someone's asked you, how old do you think I am, and you've said they're older? Because I've had that. People have said it to me. Some say I'm younger, and some are like, you fucking about 45, 46. I have. I have. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, yeah. I, And uh, all I'll say to you, Chris, is once. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time since, it's like, danger, Will Robinson. I'm not playing this fucking game. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just go like 15 years earlier or something if you got with someone who looks about 40 it's go yeah 25 yeah, yeah you'll be all right yeah. then babe you know what i mean it's I, I i've done that a couple of times and it's just and now i just like i don't i don't know you know i i wouldn't like to say because you know you're on a hide into nothing if you go over <laughs> yeah i think i said like 32 and she was 26 <laughs> it was like fucking oh God, wanting the ground to swallow you up. Just doesn't even come close, Chris. Just fucking... Oh, God, that's painful memories. Okay, so moving on before you drag up my uh, veteran (laughs) history. I don't want to remember that. So um, anyway, uh, you've you've proper dubbed me there. I've got... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm having like, you know, P- PTSD flashbacks now. So yeah, guys, if you're out there, don't fucking answer it. It's a trap. It's a trap. As um, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Admiral Ackbar said. Anyway, uh, so sticking on Grant and uh, Cassidy and Taylor and stuff. So I, I can't remember if I said it, but, you know, Josh, he was pretty gutted, wasn't he? He thought he was quids in, which to be fair, we've seen from him before. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, Dave, he had a pop at Taylor. Yeah, he's all right to have a pop with her, but he was doing the classic Love Island thing where I couldn't work out whether he was doing it for screen time or not, but they weren't together. They never really kissed other than that little game, did he, where he sort of went in for that kiss because yeah. he wanted to kiss her. It wasn't like they were in bed together kissing or there was any cuddling or anything. So I didn't really get his reaction, and I thought he was overreacting, to be honest, thinking, well... You were never a couple. You were never like Cassidy and Grant, where they were pretty much kissing the day of the evictions and then obviously uh, the, the recoupling. And so she had a warrant to be to, to be like that and feel like that, but yeah. he didn't. I, I just didn't. I mean, I don't know about you, but I just felt he was a bit off. And I like Josh because he seems like a good guy, but I just thought he was a bit arsy with her. I think it was more his pride than it was yeah, anything else. Yeah. I, think, I think if another girl would have come in, and he had the opportunity to recouple. He'd have dropped Taylor like a fucking bad smell. So I just think it was more a case if he didn't like it that she'd done it to him. Again, he, he's just not used to it, is he? He's sort no. of he, he's used to getting things his own way, and he was just yeah, he was just a bit put out, I think. So, and I thought it was it was decent. So it looks like Grant kind of went over to Josh, you know, to have a word and stuff. And you know, again, he's sort of talking to to Grant like. He's saying, I, I, 
I did think of you like as a really good mate. You know, he's talking in the past tense, isn't he? You know, and I, I just think he, he probably is overreacting a bit. But then, you know, he probably saw his arse, didn't he? He probably thought he was he was going home when it was down to him and Charlie. And there's nothing. Uh, oh no, it was, it was Charlie and Justin, wasn't it? So I guess out of nowhere, sort of Natasha just picked Josh. But I mean, that was a bit of a hail mary on Natasha's part, wasn't it? She just probably picked anyone that wasn't Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I think as well, uh, um, it's one of them where when you watch this, like the show unravel and the different sort of. I obviously I've seen it. I'm trying to word it, but obviously I've seen it and and I know sort of roughly what goes on. But but also I'm sort of thinking, well, when they're together and they're like that, it's interesting to see that they evolve as people and change, some for the good, some for the better. I'm going proper over the top now, Dave, and my fucking thinking here. <laughs> but but I just think it, it it's weird that you would get such a reaction out of saying everything that, that we all do it, don't we? If, if someone we know... He's, he's getting a bit of shit or whatever. You jump on him. I just find it interesting that in the space of five or six days, these people feel as if they've got bonds for life. And I'm not saying some of them are yeah. friends now, but they react as if it's a family member yeah. being backed up. You know what I mean? Like, say me and you, we've, we've known each other for 15 years, haven't we, pretty much? Yeah. So, you know, so so I will back you or you'll back me up. You know what I mean? We know each other pretty much inside out. But when these people have known each other for five or six days, it's like... Is that just a human instinct or is it just the fact that because you're in that environment, you feel you've got to react? It's fucking strange. I don't know. I mean, it is weird. I mean, basically, they're on fucking holiday, aren't they? <laughs> you know? yeah. that, that, that's it. That's the the top and tail of it. I, I It is weird. It's not like they, they've met brothers for life, you know, and they've got all these shared experiences and stuff. They're in a luxury villa surrounded by lots of hot people They've got a, a fucking trial, or not a trial, a thing like Bush took a trial sort of thing. Um, they've got like a challenge or something every other day or, or whatever. And that's it. They get to lounge around the pool, do some weights, do a workout, chat a bit. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking weird, isn't it? And it's like, oh, mate, I thought you were my best friend. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't. I, this time last week, I don't fucking know you. So, what do I owe you exactly? You know, other than just being an, a a good person. You know, there shouldn't be anything beyond that. No, I agree. I I, I totally agree. I just I love it because it's a bit like we've been. I've been watching the Big Brother stuff, and, and you watch Big Brother and you see it like from years ago, and it's utterly ridiculous. Like when you watch it now, the way Nasty Nick went and stuff like that. But when, when you see these guys, it's just like, they're like kindred spirits, aren't they? Like they're, they're going into battle together and that. And I we've seen it on, and I know you've not watched all of them, but I've seen it where girls have been best mates on Love Island. Guys have, and a girl comes in or a guy comes in and they drop them, Dave. Yeah. And they're like trying to justify it. And I think, well, you're in there to find love. If you're not in there to find love, you're in there to further your career. So you've got to stay as, you've either got to be the ultimate bad guy or you've got to be the absolute nice guy. There's no in between with Love Island or anything like that. You've got to be an absolute bastard that people love to hate. And what's either come up and that you know loads are going to vote for him to stay in because they're yeah. loving their antics. Or you're going to be a goody two-shoes who just goes under the radar. You know, it's and it's just... I love watching it as a as a social experiment. It's so fucking stupid. It is weird, isn't it? I, I mean, 
the rate that they want to, that they want to couple up, I, I guess it does just make you question, you know, how authentic it all is. But, but it's interesting because what you what you say there is right, and and even though you know, I don't think fucking Grant and Taylor should have been so openly banging, like literally as soon as they've coupled up. Right. I think I think it was a, a bit distasteful to be honest. But if you're gonna fucking do it, just do it. You know, and, and so I think um oh what's her name? Uh Taylor. So I think she comes across like maybe as a bit of a villain of the piece. But I've kind of got to respect her for the fact she's like, Yeah, fuck it. I'm here for I'm here for love, you know, so and obviously what they've got now is more uh, lust, isn't it? But yes, she's like, fuck the lot of you. You know, this is what I'm here for. I think I found it. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy myself and focus on that. Fuck, fuck the rest here, you know. So you've got to respect her a little bit for that, even though, you know, I don't think she's particularly trustworthy. Will she stick with Grants? Maybe. There's definitely an instant attraction there, isn't there? I guess what what is that word they keep using, a bogan? So, you know, the fact that he comes across as a bit of a bogan, bit of a chav, then uh, obviously she wants to go for that sort of thing. That's fair enough, Dave. And, and, and I think it was, I was expecting fireworks. It wasn't like that. No, but, no. But, and there's a big high-pitched but there, Dave, we will not be disappointed, my friend. Don't worry throughout this series. There's going to be some Dave Horrocks text messages flying around. <laughs> I must admit, I was... I was a little bit disappointed, I have to say, with this episode because I thought it was all fucking going to go off. I was like, oh, rubbing my hands. I'm like, this is the moment. This is it. This is what Chris has been talking about. It's all going to go off. And it, it didn't really. And, and you know, Cassidy's obviously still hurting. She's, uh, you know, she seems friendly enough with Elias, but there's nothing really going to happen there. And actually, you know what, Chris? I've completely skipped over. You asked me about the dates. The date with John James and uh, Francoise, right? He looks so fucking uninterested. <laughs> to me. Yeah. But but when he was t- speaking to Elias, it, it sounded like he was interested. Now, again, I don't know. Whether, is that just game playing? I think they both said, um, oh, no, Elias is the one who goes for blondes, isn't he? Um and John James, not so much. But John James was saying, well, you know, it looks like we're both interested in the same people because they've both got an interest in Kim as well. So I don't know where that's going to go, but I think Cassidy's definitely a threat there. Um, I don't think she's going to get over the whole Grant thing. So unless someone new comes in that takes her eye, I think Elias will probably couple up with, um, uh, what's her face, uh, Francoise. And I think John James wants to find out, is it dead in the water with Millie? Because there's there's yeah. nothing happening with Millie and Justin. There's nothing happening with Justin and anyone, to be honest, despite the fact he thinks he's the best looking bloke in there. But um yeah, so I I think if he had, I think if John James gets the choice, he's gonna choose Millie still. So um yeah, I'm interested where that goes. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's a good point. 
So Dave, it's another week. We've blasted off seven episodes back to back of Love Island, amongst other podcasts. We must have done about twelve podcasts this week. And it's, it's only the first fucking week. I know it is. <laughs> sick of hearing each other by the end of it. You'd be like, by the second week, you'd be like, fucking all right. Chris, you know what, Chris? Whatever, yeah. At the end of like the six week slog. You know me, and and to be honest, right, by about week five or six, you're as bad as me off air. Yes, but, I am. But yeah. then when, when, when I'm like, oh, thank fuck, you're like, but Dave, in a month or so, there's another fucking Love Island somewhere else that we can cover. So boy, let's, we've got to fucking get on that. And, and your enthusiasm, like Phoenix from the Flames, just comes from nowhere, whereas I'm like, if I never see some fucking fake drama by a pool in the villa again, I'll be happy. I'm done. And then obviously by the time it comes around, I've re-energized and I'm ready to go. But fucking seven days a week, Chris, this is going to be a killer. This is going to be at me on my knees and not in the errand way. No, no. Exactly. Well, you know, Dave, that I'm, I'm a good salesman. And, you, and you're totally right. I think it's like what ladies say when they have a baby. They forget about the pain, Dave. Now, obviously, we're only watching a TV show, but we forget about the hard slog of doing these shows and yeah. watching the editing and everything. And then when we get halfway through, we always have an off-air conversation. And even I start I start teetering on the edge, don't I? Until there's start a bit wavering. of drama. <laughs> yeah, then there's a bit of drama. Like, oh, here we go, here we go. But I think, <clears throat> I think possibly it might be better because this will probably be done over four weeks pretty much. Four weeks and a couple of days change, depending on if they show it continually. But they've done seven days in a row, so I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, and I don't know how this is going to go, obviously. I, th- I think with Love Island, the format, it, it doesn't help that it peaks sort of mid-season, does it? You know, you, you've got all the drama sort of packed in, you know, from, let's say, week two to week five. And then the last week, it you know, all the drama's filtered away, whoever are the couples are the couples and then they go on these fantastic dates and obviously it's all quite lovey-dovey but we fucking love the drama don't we so you know i think that's it so there's a de-intensifying if that's a word Mm. i'm pretty sure it's not so as the show kind of becomes less intense you know we kind of our intensity sort of falls off a bit as well and we're like Oh fuck it! Oh, oh, the adrenaline is not quite as high, and then we're like, "Oh fucking hell, are we done yet?" You know. And then by the time the final comes around, it's like, "All right, that's sort of semi-interesting." Uh, you know how this has gone, but you know, thank fuck this is over. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, I did. I tell you what, I did want to pick up on actually is the two things. So I said about we forget stuff, Dave. What is the one game in Love Island that we? fucking hate and we've seen six times um i i mean you hate the baby game correct so is the baby game in this series david is it not it fucking well is oh right right okay <laughs> so I, th- I thought i mean come on the the um labor of love baby game was slightly better though wasn't it put the yeah, blokes through the fucking labor they should bring that to love island <laughs> Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Get everyone back. Erin would be, yeah, but Erin would be there on full fucking blast once you're giving everybody a fucking oh, Can going you imagine, over. right? If Eden's just like, say you you were to give the control to your partner, and Eden's just been playing about in the pool with Millie. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like Erin. Like, you've got these electrodes tied up to speed. <laughs> there you go. Just see uh, how how high do you want to turn it? Fucking 11. Just, <laughs> just put, your, put your finger in water while I do it, Eden. I, t- I tell you what, though, Dave, remember we said on Series 2, and I know it came out in the press, but Sophie Monk's there, obviously, presenting it. Yeah. And she didn't know that Grant and Taylor were going to get together. Sophie Monk again, not researching what the fuck she's doing, just turning up and reading an auto cue yeah. and she, taking she her just, money and going. Fucking, again, I can't help but respect her a bit. She's just like, <laughs> fucking, I'm just going to turn up. I don't care about all of you senior ex-Tuesdays. <laughs> so I'm, just, money. I'm getting paid more than all of you fuckers. Fuck the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. That's just fucking... She just looked completely shocked and I'm pissing myself going, that's exactly like season two where she didn't even turn up for two episodes. She was on all the She was on the <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, I can't remember which recoupling it was. Um, Maybe it was that, that half Croatian was it girl. Was oh, it not Owen? I can't remember. But um, she was like, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. We've just watched a whole episode oh, where it's fucking been... coming, you know, a mile off. I've just, You know, I put it on by mistake before I put on episode uh, seven of Love Island, thinking it was this series, it was series two. It was, Cass- it was That was the episode, it was Cassie and um, they got together, didn't they, two girls? And she was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 that and was it. it I've yeah. just seen it, I swear to God, I've just seen it at the start of it by mistake. Because I was like, watching going, this isn't series one. Now, Chris, but, uh... you have just, we, we are like fucking professionals, right? Only not getting paid. Which makes you a professional, right? Yeah. You teed me up there for something, for a bullet point that I wanted to touch on. Because I think we've been pretty cr- critical of the different narrators. So Ian Sterling is a legend and he just absolutely yeah. takes the pace. And we were pretty lukewarm on the uh, the guy in the US. I thought he was pretty crap. But then it was all quite, it, it was shown quite early in the evening, wasn't it, in the US? So you know, there was no swearing, there was no kind of sexual innuendo or anything. And I didn't notice the narrator so much in season two, but but this guy, I think, is on point. And I think he's, he said lots of things which genuinely made me sort of chuckle. But <laughs> I think when Kim, so when Francoise walks into the villa and Kim's in the diary room and says, uh, I just don't know, you know, can can you turn lesbian is that a thing and the narrator's just like yes yeah <laughs> just shouted out that that was it no no thing <laughs> genuinely had me pissing myself i think this guy is pretty damn funny what, what do you think he is actually i don't think he's as good as Ian sterling but he's come out with some cork as dave he really has and he was on series two of this as well i think yeah, and like I say, I don't remember him quite as much. I remember him being funny than the American guy. But this one, he, he has he has made me chuckle, I, I've got to say. So, um, you know, I've, I've seen Ian Sterling for years, so kind of used to his cutting dry humour. Um, I, I would have to put him top of the tree, but I do think this Irish guy, he's, he's pretty funny as well. He is, to be fair, he is. So, Dave, been a bit of a longer one today. Good episode as well. I've enjoyed that. Good chat. So, uh, as always, CD Reality Cast on Twitter, cdrealitycast at gmail.com if you want to email us. And also get over to Instagram, same name, CD Reality Cast. Today, brilliant stuff. I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye now. <laughs>